0: Welcome back to Got Tech the Podcast. This is episode 99 called Teaching Resources to Check Out During the Holidays. In this episode, guys and I will introduce some exciting events for this holiday season and our upcoming 100th episode. We'll also reflect on some things we are thankful for in education, including some of our favorite podcasts, books, and inspirational educators. This is another episode you don't want to miss. Check it out.
1: so we're back with episode 99 this is our last one in double digits for we've been talking about the three-digit milestone for a little bit right now so it's good to finally be here so we could uh kind of be quiet about it, and just podcast.
0: Yeah, it's it's a, it's a very exciting. We, we've been mentioning episode 100 a lot over the past episodes. A lot of those mentions were saying that we were planning it. We weren't really planning it because we weren't exactly sure what we were going to do, but you came up with a pretty good idea just out of nowhere, as you typically do this past week. So we've got something in place for episode... 100, And I think we're going to tease that a little bit on this episode. Is that correct? Just to kind of start spreading the word, get some interest going.
1: Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. I mean, one thing that we take pride in is researching ed tech tools and also coming up with uh, different ways to incorporate these ed tech tools. So for our episode 100, what we're going to do is we're going to pick... I don't know, 10, 12 of our favorite topics. And we're going to dive a little bit deeper into those topics. And we're going to do almost like a a 12 days of ed tech. Maybe that's what we call it, 12 days of ed tech, where each day you'll you'll get a new uh, topic to kind of look at or a new part of teaching with ed tech that you can use to help better your teaching practice and maybe increase productivity and Things like that.
0: Yeah, so it's sort of like a a little, a whole bunch of mini podcasts, but instead we're going to be pushing out a a new one of these each day. So it's a a big uh, challenge for us or a big task to do this because that's a lot of work, but we think we can get it done one new uh, video each day that's going to feature some topic, and that's why it's sort of the idea of like a mini podcast episode every day. Um, These are going to be released on YouTube, so we're sort of trying to bring back our YouTube channel a little bit as well. Just to give you some ideas of some of our initial things and what you can expect, Uh, we we talked about doing like a I don't know, let's just say five ways, may not be five, but five ways to make your Canva images pop. So, you know, we talk about Canva a lot as a a great tool for your class to do student projects and the kids can log in there and do stuff for for free. Um, Well, here's five tips to make those images better, make those projects better.
1: Yeah, the key that you said there is that it's free. Educators, go over for Canva for Education. You could just Google that and get 30 free seat licenses for your classroom. It's amazing. It's an amazing tool and that's an amazing deal. We do not get any type of a kickback for saying that, but it's just such a quality tool that enhances learning in the classroom and makes students excited. So uh, Nick is a little bit of a guru when it comes to Canva. He's the artistic one, so he's going to help you out there. Me, I'm going to focus on things like gamification and I'm going to talk about some of my favorite ways to gamify the classroom using different ed tech tools and some of the strategies that I've I've learned over the past couple of years or that I frequently implement into the classroom over the last couple of years.
0: Another cool one that I was kind of toying around with is some sort of a spin on video projects or, you know, I may call it student video projects, but who knows a lot of a lot of this stuff, you know, can double for teachers and students, which is what's so great about it. But, you know, there's just so many different video things that are happening out there. It seems like even tools that didn't start as screencasting tools or video production tools, they're building that in. and that that software must be getting easier to sort of build and create as time goes on, so maybe I'll share some of those and some projects that your kids can do with some of these new tools that are out there. Um, You know, I've mentioned in recent episodes like Edpuzzle where you sort of are annotating YouTube videos with questions. They have their own video recorder now, so you can build stuff directly in Edpuzzle. And that's the kind of thing we're seeing more and more. So I'm gonna sort of try to catalog a bunch of that stuff and and share it out with people. But um, these are the types of things that we're gonna be sharing. And I I think the way we've got it set up is, you know, for our 100th episode, we're gonna run down the list of our 12 videos for the 12 days of EdTech. We'll share the titles of them once we've got it all worked out. And we'll kind of tease each one. Um, so if I'm going to do five ways to make Canva images pop, maybe in episode 100, I'll share one of those ways and then say, on, on this date, the video comes out. And if you watch it, then you'll get the other four. That's the way I understand our format right now. that? Yeah, that, that works
1: for me. I mean, we're going to have a big graphic that we're going to share out on Twitter. And right. if, if you want to look at all 12 of them in one day, that's fine. But we're going to showcase one each day.
0: You can follow Got Tech outside the podcast at GotTech.com or on Twitter at WeGotTech.
1: Let's get into episode 99 a little bit. And we kind of called this segment the game of two things. And that's really the meat of the episode. Around the holidays, especially Thanksgiving, we like to talk a little bit about what we're thankful for. So. Today, what we're going to do is first we'll start off with two questions just to get us warmed up. Uh, And then we'll go into some of our favorite podcasts that we're listening to right now. And it's not all just uh, teaching podcasts. I know I chose some outside of the... Podcasting for teachers realm. Talk about some books that we're looking forward to, you know, cracking open. I know I have like four or five on my nightstand that I haven't been able to read lately, just trying to keep my head above water. So I like to do that over break. And then a couple of educators that have inspired us lately. So we're very thankful for them as well.
0: Uh, A lot of these lists sort of came out of two questions that we've been dealing with a lot. And we're going to kick it off with those two questions. Um, one of them is just kind of where EdTech teaching is right now and, and the state of that and what we're seeing. You know, we're, we're I don't know if we're deep in this world, but we're in this world uh, of EdTech and trying to share information out there, right? Um, so, you know, we, we see some things, we talk to people, and I don't know if it's a tough time for EdTech right now, but there's, it does seem to be... I don't know if teachers are maybe overwhelmed is the best word with the ed tech that's out there, or 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 burnt out after using so much of it all the time. But it's like a, it's almost like there's two things happening because there's so much great new stuff, and I feel like it's just changing faster than ever. But at the same time, it's it's almost hard to keep up with it, and I think that we're seeing some of that. Uh, reflected uh, for teachers out there. Do you know what I'm talking about? Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, I'm going to put a different spin on it sure. a little bit. I'm going to call it the EdTech Hangover. Yeah. All right. During COVID, there are a lot of people out there with great ideas that had a little bit of time that they could sit down and start developing. And I feel like they made more EdTech and now that they're finally ready to launch it or release it, I feel like everyone has that hangover and they're... They, the last thing that they want to do is go back and learn more ed tech. That's, that's what I kind of feel like. And I feel like a lot of us are there. And I'm not going to lie. I simplified my practice a lot during COVID. And I tried to use things that I knew how to use very well for different purposes. And we actually did an episode on that. And uh, I just feel like that's where I'm at still. I still am at you know using my tried and true, uh, my ed tech You know, toolkit that I did the first episode of this year. Um, Solo, not my favorite episode. I'd rather work together on these and bounce ideas off, but you know, we got through it. And I I do stick by those tools that are in my EdTech toolkit. And I encourage everybody to try to get a list of EdTech tools that you use for a specific purpose and stick with them until you find something that will surpass the functionality, the cost, and other factors that we look at. But bringing it back to EdTech burnout and the EdTech hangover, yeah, I think that this year has been a lot of that. And I do see us teachers going back to a lot of the practices that we used before the pandemic. And I don't think it's because we're, we have a lack of time or anything like that. I just think that we're tired and we're still trying to recoup from the last year and a half.
0: Yeah, I, it, I think putting it as an edtech hangover is smart and accurate, and I think it also leads me to how this will resolve. What I, how I think and hope it will resolve, which is just time. Just like any hangover, it just takes time man. and once you know you've you've resimplified, like you sort of just said. And you went. You go back to your, your core, I don't know if values are the word, but these core tools that you use, doesn't have to be an edtech tool, but you sort of refocus and recenter, regain your footing. I think a lot of this stuff and, and the motivation to learn new and try new things is going to come back. Um, and I, I hope that's what we're going to see, and I think we're going to see it probably after this holiday season.
1: Yeah, and, and when I said that teachers are not, using as much ed tech and they're reverting back to old practice. I don't mean that they're up there lecturing. They are going back to being creative in different ways without the use of ed tech. I see a lot of station rotation activities and and great uh, PBL going on. So I don't want to discredit teachers in any way because I, I still think they're working as hard as ever. I just feel that we're taking a break from ed tech, and I think that's okay.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I didn't want to discredit anybody either. And I'll you know, i I'll, I'll sort of tie this into the other question we were going to bring up here, which is your biggest aha moment of the year so far. Mine is, has been exactly what you just talked about, sort of refinding, I guess, non-tech things is the word, but just refinding those things that you do that are so important and in, in focusing on them. Uh, one of mine has been you know, when I'm doing a flipped classroom, which uh, much of my chemistry courses now are done via a flipped classroom style. Last year, I gave up every single piece of paper, went fully digital uh, for the entire year. And it was great. I loved it. And I am still mostly doing that. But this year, one of my aha moments has been that sometimes I need and I like and the kids need and they like to have a piece of paper in front of them for certain things. So I have started to in very small ways, bring back that old school handout, whether it's for an image that I want them to annotate and and sort of just draw on quickly to keep track of some thoughts. And I don't wanna have to deal with getting everybody into some, I don't know, let's just say Google Drawings or whatever the application is gonna be. And then there's this tech issue and that tech issue and this kid's Chromebook isn't charged, so they can't do it. And I've got to think of something on the fly. If I want it to work and I know it's going to work and I know I'm ready, I'm still printing out that piece of paper for certain things. I'm definitely not going back where I'm printing out paper for everything because that was not as good and I like the digitized stuff. But one of my aha moments has been what you're talking about, just sort of refining those things that work really well and and being okay with, with not forcing yourself to use tech all the time
1: yeah i think that's a great aha moment and i think that you explained it in a way that probably will resonate with a lot of the listeners uh mine's a little different and you know i can't take credit for this aha moment someone else kind of inspired me on it but then i thought about it for a long time but when you think about our ninth graders their last regular school year was when they were in sixth grade and our seniors, the last regular school year that they completed was ninth grade. Okay, so I don't know. I, I could tell a difference in maturity level. I could tell a difference in behavior. I can tell a difference in work ethic. And unfortunately, I think these are areas that are also the areas that we as teachers need to give them a little bit of grace on. Uh we, we need to help them out when it comes to this type of stuff and how to study, because those are big developmental years that a lot of students missed out on. So it's almost like we have to give them a crash course. So my big aha moment is, you know, it isn't a regular school year, and it won't be a regular school year for, for quite some time. And uh, students have gone through a lot. Teachers have gone through a lot. And we just want to continue allowing people... Within the educational system, have a little bit of grace and understand that we're still trying to figure out how to walk again. You know, we we got knocked down, but we're getting back up, and it's going to take a little bit of time. So that it's similar with what you said with with the time factor.
0: Yeah, we're going to see that with the kids too, and I I've noticed a big difference already in my my uh, some of my sophomore students. Like you said, even though they're sophomores, this is their first year doing like real high school because last year they were home. Um, and it just wasn't the same. So for sure there's a difference in you know, them and what they can do and the, with the supports they need. But I, I have noticed that they, they are starting to sort of refine their footing. So like you said, I think time is, is the key here and I'm excited to see that happening. Um, and let's let's use that to springboard into our selections for today. So have you been dealing with some of these same issues or if you've had these same questions and thoughts? then maybe some of these resources that guys and I are thankful for and that we've been finding you know great information in will help out some of you guys as well and I think we'll start with our podcast selections we we brought two resources a piece in here so I'm going to have two podcasts guys is going to have his two two books a piece and then two uh, two educators a piece and I'll start off with my two podcasts one of them is a little bit more on the fun side a little bit more on the entertaining side it's a podcast called Teaching Keating um, with Weston and Molly Kieschnick. And I'm sorry, guys, if I pronounced your name incorrectly, uh, but Teaching Keating is the name of the show. It's, it's just a different spin on educational shows. This is a husband and wife pair, which by itself I think is pretty cool. Um, they, what they do is they use iconic teaching moments from pop culture, typically movies and television, And some of them are a bit of a stretch. I'll give you some examples in a second. But anything that has, you know, to do with teaching in some way from a movie or TV show. And they use that as sort of like the basis to to talk about instruction and real practice, uh, which is, you know, sort of what we wanted to feature here today. And this podcast definitely does that. But it's just kind of a fun way to do it, right? Because you get to talk about a movie, talk about a TV show and how that relates to something you do. Like I said, I like it because it's a fun listen. It's, it's relaxed, it's casual, but it always does bring it back to that practice element, which you know, if I'm going to put some time into a podcast, I, I want it to... If I'm going to put some time into a teaching podcast, let's say that, I want it to actually help my teaching. So uh, this is a great one. Teaching, Keating, and, and just to give you some idea of the types of movies and TV shows they use... Uh, these guys do about an episode a month, so their October one was built off of the Secret Life of Pets. September was about the Born Identity, uh, horrible bosses, a pretty funny movie. Um, you know, they use that one to sort of tie in leadership in schools. Uh, Moana was another recent one, so a lot of these, uh, you know, are are used as the springboard to talk about teaching. Really great and and just a fun listen. If you want to go a little bit more on the, you know, direct, just a blast of straight up information, you can check out my second choice, which is the 10-Minute Teacher Podcast. Um, You know, it's sort of the flip of my last example in that they do an episode every single day throughout the course of a five-day week. So five episodes a week, each one is on a different theme. Um you know they have sort of running themes like a motivational monday or my personal favorite of course ed tech tool tuesday and the list goes on but they're they're very short they interview other teachers which is always a little more interesting and it's just like a very quick way to to get information this is vicki davis you can find her at cool cat teacher and it's for sure one of my favorite shows out there right now I know we were supposed to only bring two, but I have to always mention uh, my true favorite podcasts of all time, Stuff You Should Know. It's not about teaching, but it is about learning. And if you don't listen, you got to check it out. They're one of the biggest shows of all time as far as podcasts go. So they do not need our support, but I'm going to give it to them anyway, because I love it so much. And you should tell your students about it because they just really emphasize the fun and importance of learning in general. So those those are my podcast picks.
1: Two solid selection. Honorable mention is also very solid, but I'm only giving you credit for two because that's how <laughs> many we were supposed to
0: pick. Fair enough. Uh,
1: uh, Teaching Keating is pretty cool. Those uh, shows that they focus on are, happen to be some of my, my son's uh, favorite, so I'm very familiar with those. I, I look forward to going to check that out. Vicki Davis is an absolute uh, amazing edu Rockstar, star. Uh, really love what she does over there. I like the little bite-sized uh, podcast that she has. It's uh, one that I frequent a lot. For me, I, I went a different way. And I think right now, what our students need, what some of our teachers need, especially the younger ones that may not have gotten a full student teaching experience because of COVID or whatever it may be, uh, I, I switched to listening to some leadership podcasts, so I'm just going to name the two and then uh, I'll kind of give you just a, a little bit on them, but they're very similar, but they're different. So the first one is Coaching for Leaders, uh, and that one is one that I saw a quote and then I saw the name of this uh, podcast, and I love the quote, leaders aren't born, they're made. I truly believe that. And uh, so that one drew me in just based on that quote on their website uh, when I was looking through stuff. And uh, there's no way I'm going to pronounce this guy's name right. (laughs) But Dave Stachowiak, uh, S-T-A-C-H-O-W-I-A-K, he has tons of episodes and uh, he discovers leadership through wisdom. Uh, and his wisdom comes from conversations that he has with his guests. He has tons of guests out here, and a lot of them have awesome topics in which they discuss. For example, effective delegation uh, of authority. Uh, That's one. How to build psychological safety. How to negotiate when others have power. So these are awesome topics that they're going over Uh, The episodes aren't terribly long. Uh, It's enough that when I listen to it on my commute and my way back, I usually have a podcast episode finished, but there's always one or two things at least that I could take away and reflect on. And that's important to me. The second one that I have is the engaging leader with Jesse Leahy. Uh, This one is a lot like the first one that he has some guests and things like that. Uh, They all have over a couple hundred episodes, uh, which is super impressive. But this one looks at taking challenges and overcoming them, and he'll pick a group to kind of sit down and he'll he'll look at that group versus another group, like men versus women and how these challenges look different and how we could close the gap between them and uh, maybe help solve some of these problems. So there's a lot of guests on his episodes as well and it's pretty awesome and like I said with the last one there's always something I'm taking away and reflecting on which is helping me be a better person, better educator
0: and better leader. I like those picks too and I like how you focused on leadership. I think it doesn't get I don't know if it gets brought up enough how important that is even if, you know, it's easy to say, you know, leadership is important if you want to try and move into an administrative role right? because then you're a leader or coaching because you have to lead your team but even separate from that as a teacher you're the, you have to lead your class you're leading a very large group of, of people with an insane amount of different needs so I think a teacher maybe more than any other profession you have to lead every day all day almost and a podcast or this set of podcasts that helps you with that I don't know if enough teachers are paying attention to, to leadership skills like they should be. So that, those are good ones.
1: Yeah, I just want to share one of the takeaways. And it wasn't something that was directly uh, said within either one of these two podcasts. But when I say that it's important for myself to reflect, this is a big growth moment for me. Uh, I don't know how I got on the track, but I know I listened to one of each of the, the previous mentioned podcasts. And I was thinking about leadership and kind of what it meant to me and things like that. And I remember a quote that someone told me, if you want to lead, walk behind them. And from there, my mind, and this, this is just how I think I'm all over the place. But from there, I'm thinking military and how you have a, you know, a leader of the front line and they're always in the front line. I'm thinking like Braveheart, and I'm getting very theatrical here, but I'm thinking like Braveheart and the Patriot, where Mel Gibson, he's leading from the front. But the thing that doesn't make sense to me is when you're in the front, you can't see what's going wrong. In sports, one of the most important positions in baseball is the catcher. Why? Because the catcher can see everything that everyone else is doing, and that person can lead by seeing everything and pointing out the weaknesses in i mean we could keep doing this with sports you have a goalie in soccer the goalie has to be the most voiced person out there because that person can see everything within the defense and offense and they could see things that other people can't see so for me you know i look at that quote lead from behind and it makes a lot of sense but then when you're asked to lead by example that's a quote that kind of goes a You know, you want to be seen, you want to be up front so other people can follow your footsteps in the way that you're handling a situation. So to be a complete leader, I feel, and this is my takeaway, you have to know when to be up front and when to be behind. And I think all that kind of just came full circle from listening to two episodes and I think it just makes me understand leadership a little bit better
0: yeah so like i said a lot of people can benefit from that type of insight and you definitely are going to want to check out those picks for our podcasts let's talk about books now uh same deal we each brought in two book selections i'll start with mine too one of them is called out of our minds learning to be creative by a guy Called Ken Robinson. This is a really popular book. I'm going to start off just with a, a quote. This is the quote that's shared if you go to buy the book um, and, and, and uh, you know a lot of reviews will feature this same quote but I think it sums it up. It says it is often said that education and training are the keys to the future. They are but a key can turn in two directions. Turn in one way and you lock resources away even from those they belong to turn it the other way and you release resources and give people back to themselves learning to be creative that was the end of the quote by the way um so what this is talking about here is just learning to be creative and that's what this book is really all about because you know one of the key things as a teacher you know besides leadership like we just talked about is constantly growing and constantly thinking of new things it keeps you excited it keeps you passionate and that translates down to the students. So just, you know, creativity is, everybody has it, I think, but it can it can wane. You know what I mean? It can slow down over time. You can stop doing it if you get comfortable and you just want to print off that same worksheet from year to year. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But you may find more success if you stay creative. You may find more joy in your teaching if you stay creative and this book does a really great job of helping you do that Um, you know if you do sort of get complacent and lose your teaching creativity it can be tough to find again so maybe a book like this is what you'll need to sort of get started And, and this is you know I chose it because I haven't read it yet and I want to I also chose it because it's really well-regarded in terms of being creative, and a lot of it applies specifically to teachers. I think it's one of the best books for teachers out there to help get them inspired and, um, you know, it's a smaller subset of what this book is about is acting differently towards each other. So just treating people with, with kindness and sort of understanding where everybody is coming from. and and I think you can't go wrong with a, a little bit of that from time to time. So check it out, Out of Our Minds, Learning to Be Creative. Um, my second choice is you may know, be a little bit more familiar with. It's called Teach Like a Pirate by Dave Burgess. Um, we've talked about uh, this man and and his um, tools before on the podcast. So it's sort of based on his he, – he's got lots of things like outrageous teaching and, and Teach Like a Pirate seminars you can find – Uh, Dave's stuff all over the place, and this book sort of just builds off of that. He's got all sorts of things centered around, I mean, really anything you can think of, so engaging lessons, uh, extremely engaging lessons that really draw students in, I think is the main pull here. Um, Some of the stuff in this book is going to be focused on rapport and how to build that with your students. Some of the stuff in this book is going to be about just inspirational uh, methods that people aren't using, hooks for lessons that you can use. I think there's like 30 different hooks in this book that you can use to start off um, You know, tapping into your passion as a teacher, something that sort of ties in with my other book selection. So it's just, it's just one of the best resources that are out there. So Teach Like a Pirate, Dave Burgess, that's my second pick.
1: Yeah, I hear a lot of people are reading those books, they have good hooks at the beginning. That was a joke. I get it. It's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Are you sure? (laughs) No, both great selections there. I I really like the first one myself. Uh, Anything that has to do with learning how to be creative, especially that's the kick that we've been on. Right. But, uh, you know, Dave Burgess, he he has a craft, and he's very good at it. He's good and uh, it's a great book. I've already read that one, so you'll you'll have fun with that one. Uh, I have two books uh, that I'm looking forward to reading. The first one just came out. It's called Educational Duct Tape and EdTech Integration Mindset. That's with Jake Miller. I'm sure a lot of people have heard that. I've seen a lot of positive things about the book and a lot of advertisements and, and things like that, but Uh, i really like his metaphor i'm super jealous of his metaphor of uh, duct tape i mean that that was just brilliant right there i use duct tape for everything just moved into a house and i have duct tape so many boxes it's unbelievable uh and unduct tape so many boxes it's unbelievable but uh You know, just problem solving, being creative, finding different ways to get things done. I think that's just the name of the game. And uh, I've always been jealous of that, that metaphor that he uses. And uh, I I look forward to taking a look at his book and, and getting in the mindset of Jake Miller who is doing a lot of great things out there. My second one is Atomic Habits, and it's written by James Clear, and he's an expert on habit formation and how to break habits and how to master behaviors that's going to give you the results that you want. So in this book, I know that there's a framework in there, and that was important to me because I'm a science guy, and I like to follow steps. Except for when I cook, then there's no ingredient like I just pick ingredients and I don't measure anything out and you know most of the time it turns out okay. Some other times, you know, I'm, I'm just my biggest critic. But uh, yeah, I'm very looking, very much looking forward to Atomic Habits just because uh, it's not something that I would typically read. And I think if I want to grow personally and professionally, I need to challenge myself to uh, read
0: new genres. Both of the, your selections, I'm jealous of their titles. Like you said, Educational Duct Tape, that's, uh, I mean, it's, it's genius right there, because the metaphor is so obvious, but so smart. And then even at Atomic Habits, it just kind of gets the point across. So I, I like their names. Um, I know Educational Duct Tape very well, as most of our listeners probably do. It's just, it's just awesome. Okay, so let's wrap it up with our two picks apiece for inspirational educators. Um, My first one isn't an educator at all, but it is an an account that features a ton of different educators and the cool stuff they do. It's called We Are Teachers. I may have even talked about this before. It's just a really great Twitter follow for the general educator, so regardless of your interests, you don't have to be a tech person. You don't have to be of a particular grade level. Following We Are Teachers, they just have tons of cool stuff and they share it all the time. So some of the recent ones are like, I don't know, a a post that has 24 of cool winter science experiments or 22 education conferences to check out in 2022. It's a lot of the same stuff that, you know, Geis and I try to do here with our podcast. They just have 40,000 followers and push out tons of stuff all the time because they're a much bigger group of people. And it's it's great. I get tons of information, tons of inspiration. Sometimes they tweet out funny things. Sometimes they tweet out stories of specific teachers, which is why I included it on my list here. And it's one that I highly encourage people to uh, to grab and to check out. The other one is... A educator called Tony Vincent Tony is an educator he's a speaker he is a former fifth grade teacher and he's a, a great follow for anybody that is interested in graphics and graphic design in the educational world I am interested in graphics and graphic design in the educational world so for me Tony Vincent is an awesome follow he he just shares out tons of really cool things related to that world of designing things and student projects and being better at design, being better at tech in general. Uh, He shares all kinds of really cool stuff. Uh, In particular, if you're talking about Tony Vincent, you also have to talk about his website, learninginhand.com. One of the, I think, I mean, there's a lot I could talk about from learninginhand.com, but maybe the two main things, at least right now, is uh, the conference, sort of a conference, maybe more of like an online workshop called Classy Graphics. That kind of says it all right there. You can sign up. Uh, right now this is running November 10 through December 21st. And it just has really great stuff. And for anybody that is interested in this, you know, this arena of education like I am, you're gonna wanna check it out. The other really cool thing that's featured there on learninginhand.com is something called Shapegrams. Um these it's a, you know, instructional videos, drawing tips, encouragement to help people to get better at their design skills. Um and and Shapegrams is sort of like Tony's creation here, sort of built off of Google Drawings and it's just a really really cool thing to check out. So, um You know, I think that's the best. You could almost do an entire episode on on Tony Vincent, I think, because he's got so many cool resources here. But I'll I'll leave it at that for now just to keep it as short and sweet as possible. So those are my two educator, in quotes, picks because my first one was not. But we are teachers on Twitter and Tony Vincent, who you can follow at Tony Vincent.
1: Uh, Two awesome picks there. Tony is one that I follow as well. He's a problem solver. And I like that. And putting solving problems into pictures or infographics and images, I think that's a great way of going about things. So that's a great follow. I'm going to go with uh, two uh, that I've connected with recently. One I've connected with uh, over the last couple of years, and one was just as recent as last week. And the first one is Tim, Tim Belmont. He's a New Jersey English teacher, ninth grade. He's a tech specialist, Google trainer, ISTE educator, and he likes to post things that are different, in in my opinion. For example, I'll give you one that he just posted recently. Uh, He said, today in English, we put our screens away and replaced them with paper, pencils, and ten-sided dice. Students rolled the dice to determine starting points for the very short stories. So uh, he comes up with some uh, very interesting ways to get... Things into the classroom i know that he just uh was a guest presenter for njecc and he uh he did a presentation on podcasting and uh he gave us a shout out for hvspn which was awesome and very nice of him but he's also in twitter chats i see him there and he's very active and he's he's just shares a lot so make sure that you follow tim belmont it's at t belmont edu uh that is my first one and my second one is dana goodyear and dana goodyear is the host of out of the trenches podcast and i just met with her for a pre uh episode interview and i will be on an episode of that uh Uh, We'll be recording it within the next couple of weeks. But I'm looking very, very, very much forward to to doing that interview with her because it's going to challenge me in a couple different ways, uh, you know, personally, professionally. So I'm pretty excited for that. And once again, she is the podcast host of the Out of the Trenches podcast, which could be found on the Teach Better podcast network. And you can follow her at, at Dana. D-A-N-A, Goodyear, G-O-O-D-I-E-R. And both of those will be in the show notes. And I think that's going to wrap us up for this episode of Got Tech, the podcast. Go out and uh, tell your friends about the podcast. Let them know that our 100th episode is coming up and that we're going to have a lot of good content that might be valuable to them, you could go over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, and check us out there. You could go to our website at www.hvspn.com. You could check out our YouTube channel. Just search for Got tech and that will pop up. And follow us on Twitter, Nick at Nick Got Teched, me at Guys Got Teched, and the podcast at We Got Teched. Till next time. Go out, have a little fun, have a, show some grace, and uh, think about what you're thankful for, and make
0: sure you let them know about it.